0: Good morning. This morning, we want to continue our study in the book of Matthew. We, we want to look at the 26th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. There's so much in this Gospel. Um, you've got to read it verse by verse for yourself and ask God to give you a correct Interpretation of these scriptures, but in the Gospel of St matthews the twenty sixth chapter, we just find so much uh we find Jesus uh being anointed, we find the treachery and the trickery of the um Pharisees and um we find the um uh, Jesus with his disciples, and we find the betrayal of Jesus uh, among his disciples and the ignorance of the disciples and also but the compassion of the disciples uh in and their concern for Jesus we find a foretelling of the uh resurrection and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Um, You even see here, Jesus go from the Passover to the Holy Eucharist of the Lord's Supper, uh, the institution of the Lord's Supper. So there's there's a lot in the 26th chapter. And many times it is so much until you have to take it in bits and pieces in order to get a full appreciation for what Matthew is talking about. Um, don't try to bite off too much as you study this chapter, but you know, take it a few verses at a time. We're going to probably take the first 16 verses, uh, and then maybe next day we'll, we'll take some more. But here, this verse start out with a plot to kill Jesus. The Pharisees and the Sadducees spent so much time trying to get rid of Jesus, trying to kill him, trying to destroy his reputation, destroy what he stood for. But they were the learned men of the times, which means they knew prophecy. They knew prophecy. Scripture, they knew what was to come, and they knew Jesus, but they refused to share their authority or their power or their position, and many times we're in the same boat. Uh, Pastors Uh, often experienced this many times in that there are people in the congregation that know more Bible than the pastor does or know more about what God said than the pastor does. Ignorance will never lead intelligence. It just won't happen. There is something to be said about people that live close to God or people that walk with God uh, is not to say that there's something uh, wrong with people that don't, but there are people that dedicate their lives to walking with God, uh, dedicate their lives to studying with God. It would be the same way as if you went to a surgeon. All surgeons might be good, but if it was your time to have surgery, you would want the best of the best of the best. You would want the skilled surgeon. Well, it should be that way in our spiritual lives, that we want the best of the best. But these Pharisees and these Sadducees, they 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 knew who Jesus were was, that was not a problem. The the problem here was that they did not want to share their spotlight with him. Listen to this, Matthew 26, chapter the first verse here. It says, "And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, ye you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. He said, now two days from now, will be we'll celebrate the Passover. But that is also a time where the Son of Man is scheduled to be crucified. Now, how many know that the crucifixion was probably on no one else's schedule but Jesus? The primary concern with the Pharisees and the primary concern with the disciples at this point were simply making sure that they celebrated the Feast of the Passover. Verse 3. Then assembled together the chief priest, and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtility and kill him by trickery. How, I mean, these were the learned men of that time, the scribes, the Pharisees, the elders of the church. They got together at the palace to say, how might we by trickery, we, how might we trick him? so that we might take charge of him and kill him, not realizing that it was already destined, was already pre-planned by God. And consulted, well, verse 5, but they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Let's do it any day but the Passover. So Jesus get a free pass on the day of the Passover. We won't mess with him that day. Uh, Not that we're afraid of Jesus, but we're afraid of the people. There might be an uproar uh, if we take him that day. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came upon him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at the meat. So while Jesus was sitting at the table eating, at Simon House, this woman wiggled her way in, and and, and, I, and I shouldn't, maybe shouldn't use the word wiggle, but um, she came in. And she took this box of oil and poured it on Jesus' head as he sat at the meat. Now, if Jesus lived in this day and time. He would probably have so much security around him until this woman would not have been able to get in the house. She probably wouldn't have been able to get in the yard. Uh, Not even talking about getting where she could pour something on his head. Um, Most of your dignitaries are fearful now. We are fearful of the people that we serve, so we rarely go anywhere without security. And even with security, we are masked up, we are social distancing. Um, It's very difficult in this day and age to be hands-on. meet the people. But this woman was able to get into his house and close enough to Jesus that she was able to pour this ointment on top of his head. Now, listen to this. But when his disciples saw it, They had indignation. They were upset. Saying, to what purpose is this waste? Because this oil was what? Limestone oil. Very expensive oil. They could have sold it and got, I don't know how much, but they could have got substantial monies for it. And this what a waste to just pour this oil on Jesus when we could have sold his oil and gave the money to the poor. Now, they would they, they were not going to give the money to the poor. It's almost like a lot of your charities now uh, not speaking ill of any charity, but most of your money is tied up in administrative expenses. You give $20 to the charity and uh, 19 of them is in administrative expenses and one might end up going to the charity. But that's not to speak against any any charity. But we have to be careful where we spend our money and where we spend that which God has given to us. But here it says, in verse 9, the disciple says, For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor, which disciple would she give it to to sell, and who could they have trusted to give to the poor? I don't think she had any choice. Uh, I think she did the right thing, but I don't think she would have had any choice with these apostles. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, why trouble you this woman? Why disturb this woman? Why be upset with this woman? For she has walked a good work upon me. She has done what a good thing. She has done a blessed thing. She has done a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always. With you. But me. Mm -hmm. You have not always. What Jesus is actually saying is look. You got me here for a little while. And she's simply showing some appreciation. For me. Maybe this is all she has. But. We as people. Need to show more appreciation for each other, and maybe instead of giving our worst, we need to give our best. Maybe if somebody come to borrow a little, we need to give much. And I'm always reminded of something that one of my preachers said to me at one time. And she said to me, she said, Bishop, don't ever loan what you can't give away. And I thought about that thing for a while and concluded that if somebody asks you to borrow something, it's best to give it to them. Because when they become a barrier, they become a slave to the lender. And you certainly don't want anybody to be a slave to you. And her words to me was, don't lend, but Mm -hmm. give. And I found that to be better for me and better for the person that needed my help or my assistance. But anyway, in verse 12, And this, Jesus continuing to speak. He's for, in that, she has poured this ointment on my body. Mm -hmm. She did it for my burial. She did it in anticipation of what? My burial. In anticipation of me being buried. In anticipation of the crucifixion which maybe she knew, maybe she didn't know. But verse 13 says, Verily I say unto you, of a truth I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman has done, be told, for a memorial of her. Jesus says, verily, verily means what? Of a truth. That when this gospel is written, when this gospel is preached throughout the world, that this story of what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. The question then becomes, when your story is told, what will be your memorial? What have you done to make a difference in somebody's life? What have you done to make a difference in your own life? Is there anything that we can say about you that will continue throughout time. Is there anything in your life that's so terrific, so spiritual, so clean, that it would be a memorial unto you? Then one of the apostles, one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted or made an agreement with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time He sought opportunity to betray him. Now, even though we read this about Jesus, it's not unusual in the world, it's not unusual in our lives, it's not unusual that people seek to betray one another. This has been happening since the beginning of time. Loyalty is... a very admirable quality. But normally loyalty comes according to circumstances. Most people are not loyal to anybody in anything that's not profitable to them. I hear the phrase where people say, man, I got your back. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that you're there in the fight with me? Or does it mean that you're there for the good times? And then when things get a little rocky, you're going to change sides or you're going to go on down the road. It's important that we watch who we are loyal to, and we be careful who we expect to be loyal to us. Our time is up. God bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Grant us grace, grant us peace, and grant us understanding. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.